Last year was our best year in business ever, by far. We made way more money than we've ever made. We worked probably 50% less than we worked any other year. How do you make more money and work less? That doesn't even make logical sense. Well, that's because you've been programmed the wrong way. You've been programmed to look for the hard answers and ignore the easy ones. Okay, that's great, but how did you do that? The really simple breakdown of it all, man, is... What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Mouthful of Marketing Podcast. This is episode one. Y'all have never seen RFA like this before. Mouthful of Marketing Podcast, just to let you know, is all about marketing. Everything from the trends that are going on in the world to teaching topics that we have to give you, it's literally all about marketing with our cool twist to it. So first of all, welcome. It's good to finally be back, bro. It feels great. It feels great. And yes, it's mouthful of marketing, but just let y'all know, we're definitely going to go into us uh, some other stuff too. We'll, we'll be going into some business stuff. We'll be going into some sales stuff, some mindset stuff, really anything that you guys are going to need to really just kind of keep that competitive edge. You know what I mean? Because in business, you need that competitive edge, man. Like you need to stay um, one step ahead of your competition so you can blow them out of the water. Let's be real. Like you don't want to just be better than your competition. You want to be exponentially better than anyone around you, right? We're going to give you guys tips and tricks and strategies and mindset every single week to fuel you guys so that you can be better than all your competition. So you can make more sales. So you can streamline your business. You can be more automated. You can use AI better than you're using it right now. There's going to be lots of things and, you know, we're going to adjust and, and build as we go, but that's, that's the plan. That's so that's it. Well, let's jump in. We're not even going to waste time. We talked about this previously, like before we jumped on here. We're not going to waste a lot of time with the intro, but let's go into the first topic here. And it, it's honestly just how to make 2024 more life changing for you and your business. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. First of all, what I want you to do is I want you to do an audit of 2023. Do an audit. Right. Think about the things that you did successfully and think about the things within your life that honestly held you back. Like, look at these things. Like, are you watching too much TV? Are you spending too much time aimlessly on your phone, not being focused? Are you not investing in the right mentors? Like, you really have to think about those things in order to truly make your 2024, like, super duper life-changing, right? So once you do that and you pull the things out of 2023 that you want, take that bucket and infuse it into 2024 and simply just focus on those particular things and you will go far in 2024. And I mean, we could get, I mean, we could get really, really specific as yeah, far bro. as those, bro, for sure. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, again, like we can't necessarily tell you what to do or what has been working for you. All we can do is tell you what's been working for us. And, right. um, and bro, I'll tell you, and, and you know this obviously, but I'm gonna tell the squad, I'm gonna tell yeah. the RFA squad, the fam last year was our best year in business ever. Like by far it was, let me, let me break that down. What do I mean by that? First of all, we made way more money than we've ever made in our business. That's a plus. But more importantly than that, or maybe equally important, we spent at least half just being conservative. We worked probably 50% less than we worked any other year. So that means we made more money and we worked less. Now, from a logical standpoint, that doesn't even make logical sense for most people listening right now, right? They're listening. They're like, yo, what are you even talking about? How do you make more money and work less? That doesn't even make logical sense. Well, that's, that's because you've been programmed the wrong way. Right. And all of us have, like, by the way, we've been programmed to look for the hard answers and ignore the easy ones. Hey. Right. Um, but the way that we did that is like, okay, that's great. But how did you do that? The, 
the really simple breakdown of it all, man, is we found the things that were actually moving the needle in our business. We did more of those things. And we found the things that weren't moving the needle, AKA wasting our time, making, a, making us frustrated and just wasting money. And we did less of those things. And when I say that, it sounds very like simple. It sounds like, yeah, bro, that's like common sense, duh. But like, honestly, bro, how many times, how many students and people that have you met and dealt with who know what they should be doing, but they don't do it? Absolutely. You know everyone on earth, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's literally everyone, bro. But it's so, it's so crazy to think that last year we made $100,000 in a day, bro. Like that to me is, is so crazy. Yeah, and wow. when I tell people this, they're literally like, yo, bro, like what? Like, yo, they, they don't believe you right now. Wait, they don't believe you. <laughs> they don't believe you, right? Okay, so check it out. We didn't, we're not just saying this stuff, right? So this well, right here on, is- bro. You can't, you can't- I mean, come on. You can't Let's stunt on them and, and not let me stunt on them, dog. Let us stunt together. Let's <laughs> so look, this is what I'm saying. All right, so we got this award right here. He's gonna pull his out. Let's, un let's see if we can do it at the same time, ready? Bruh, All right, so like check it out. Lord of the Rings type vibe. You can't see it right here. You probably can't see it because it's all shiny. But it says, my name, it says Rich From Anywhere on it. Yep. This is an award given to us by the GOAT, Myron Golden, our mentor. And he gave us this mentor or this, this award for making $100,000 in a day, in 24 hours. Mm. Now, this right here, now I put this up on my wall so I can see it every day. And, it, and it's like, it's not even so much about the money, though. What's so powerful about this is because if you would have asked me a year ago, two years ago, if we would have ever made a hundred grand in a day, bro, I would have honestly laughed in your face. Like I would have just straight up laughed. I would be on the ground, on the ground rolling. Like that would have been a hilarious idea for you to even bring to me. And in less than a year, we were able to actually bring that into reality. We actually did it. It's in our Stripe account. Like we can prove it. Yeah. Right. And, and it all came from switching our first of all switching our mindset and making an understanding that we actually have the capability of doing that like believing that it's actually possible that's probably the first and most important thing because mm -hmm. most people listening right now they like the idea of making 100 grand in a day but they and they might think like consciously like yeah i could do it i could do it yeah, but it's really surface level thinking it's surface level belief exactly if you ever peel back the layers on those people and you really dig down deep in their subconscious, they do not believe they can do it. And that disbelief is the reason why they're not achieving that thing. Mm. That's right. the reason why. It's not because they're not smart. It's not because they're not capable. It's not because they don't have the resources. It's none of those things. It's simply because they don't have the deep rooted belief that they can do that. Now let's talk about this though. Now that you're on the topic of belief, you can say that you're gonna make this money all day long. Like you could tell your family, you could tell your friends, which I don't think is the best thing to do because those are typically the people that, that doubt you, honestly. Yep. But you could do all that, but that still doesn't change what's ingrained in you. But you know what the best way to change your mindset is? It's very simple. It's mentorship, right? And it's, it's about being around a group of people, an inner circle of people that are doing better than you, that are, that are thinking on more high level ideas than you, that are, that are simply exactly. just doing everything exponentially better than you and continuing to be around them day after day after day. What's gonna happen when you do that is your mindset's gonna change and you're gonna begin to be able to really wrap your mind around making that type of money. Cause I'll tell you right now, like 
inside of Myron's inner circle, inside of his mentorship, we were around people who were doing $5 million days, $9 million days. Crazy. People talking about buying buying MLM companies and, and, and starting multi-million dollar companies. Like this is- Bro, it, was cra- it was to the point where I literally felt uncomfortable. Like- <laughs> I was in the room like, yo, are we supposed to be in this room? I think we got the wrong room, bro. I think we, we're supposed to be in the other one. Like we're not in the yo, right room. Right? For real. For real. But that's but that's the that's the point. That's what you want to do. You want to be in rooms that make you feel like, yo, you're not doing nothing. Right? Cause like the old saying goes, like, you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And and the reason why that they say that is because you we are an average of the the five people we hang around the most right? We adapt to our environment. It's like, it's just literally what we do. Like biologically, that's how we're designed to just adapt to our surroundings. It's what we do. So if you're hanging around a bunch of bums and a bunch of homeless people, there's a great chance you're going to end up homeless. I'm just saying as as much as you don't want that to happen, that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You hanging around a bunch of millionaires and a bunch of people who are just living life on a whole nother level. There's a great chance that you're going to be like that too. And it's just because we're designed that way. So get yourself around people who are literally just doing what it is that you want to do, but at, at, at a way higher level, right? And, and by the way, the higher the level, the more expensive it's going to get to, to be around those people. But that's okay because everything is a seed. That's another thing we've learned. Everything is a seed. The small seeds you plant, they will, they will grow small harvests. The bigger the seed you plant, aka the bigger investments you make in your business, the bigger the harvest will be. That's so you can't, you can't expect a big harvest from a small seed. You wouldn't Yo, expect that in farming. So so I don't want you to expect it in business either. I, I you know like that, that man. And, and there's this quote that, that I stumbled upon that I truly love. And it, it says this, it says, don't question the cost of the shovel when you're digging for gold, right? Mm. Think, think about this, right? That, the shovel is essentially mentorship. And some mentorships are a little more expensive. That, that's just what it is. Like we paid... $155,000 to be in Myron's inner circle, right? That's the shovel though. That was the shovel. And we recognized that it was the shovel. So you know what we did not do? We did not question the cost of it, right? Because we understood that the shovel, which is going to be our investment, the shovel is going to allow us to dig to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. And the goal in this case was that 100K day. But on top of that, once you learn the stuff, you can't unlearn the stuff. So now that we've learned it, we're implementing it within our business mm-hmm. and helping everyone in our inner circle achieve new heights within their business as well. And that's just- That's massive right there. Yeah. So, so learn because once you, like he said, once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. You know, a lot of people don't think about knowledge as an asset, but it is, right? It's actually the only asset they can't take from you, right? You can buy a house, but you can you cannot pay your mortgage and they'll come and take your house from you right? You can build a business up and then you do somebody wrong and you get sued. And now the business gets wiped under your feet, right? All that stuff can be taken from you. Those are assets, but knowledge, once you consume it in your brain, you can't unlearn it. No one can come in and take that from you, right? Like, unless they have like that men in black, like mind eraser, where they could and just, and just erase your memory. That's the only reason that they'd ever be able to do that. And you actually brought this up on a webinar, like not too long ago. I thought it was genius too. It's, and actually talk about it, like how, how the, the brain is the only organ that uh, doesn't yeah, have an yeah. exit. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, it's crazy when you think about it, right? Like, our body is designed to absorb things 
and eliminate the waste. Like that's our body. Like our digestive system is like that. Our cells are like that. Y'all probably didn't know this little anatomy lesson, but even our cells, they consume and they poop things out. Like that's, that's what they do. But did you know that the brain, however, is the only organ that does not do that? It does not eliminate waste. So when you're on the phone mindlessly consuming things on TikTok or when you're just, you know, doing things that that aren't bringing you to your higher self, the brain's absorbing that and it cannot get rid of that. It cannot unsee the things that you're doing. That's crazy. It's so crazy. That's bro. crazy. And now now for all my anatomy freaks and my doctors and stuff, they'll know like, yes, the brain does go through a, a process when you sleep. And I forget the name of it, but it, 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 it detoxifies itself while it's sleeping, right? But detoxification is different than excretion, like elimination and stuff. It's different. It's a different process, right? And at the end of the day, you feed the brain, the, the, the information doesn't go anywhere. It stays in the brain, right? If you feed any other part of your body, it goes through a filtration process and excretes the waste, right? Mm. So with that being the case, think about it like this too. You have to make sure that you don't put garbage in your brain. Because guess what? The brain doesn't have a filtration system. It doesn't have an excretion function. If you put garbage in your brain, it ain't got nowhere to go but to stay there. Yo, and that's crazy, bro, because when you think about the subconscious mind, right? A lot of people don't realize that every day they are literally training their subconscious mind by consuming waste. Like you're consuming waste and you think that it's not going to affect you. But did you know that your subconscious mind is always on? When you're sleeping, your subconscious mind is on. And what your subconscious mind does is it just simply absorbs everything. But did you know that your subconscious mind is responsible for, for allowing you to manifest the life that you, that you desire, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also responsible for allowing you to manifest the things that you do not desire. But it's all dependent on what you're consuming on a daily basis. And one of, one of, one of my favorite favorite saying is that that Myron always says, I forgot what the law is. You might know what the law is, bro. But um, anything left to itself will, will, will go more and more towards the path Entropy. of destruction. Entropy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's like, yo, anything like you could think that you're doing that you're a good person and that, you know, every day you're, you're doing good deeds or whatever it is. But if you're not feeding your mind with the right things and you're kind of just sitting there dormant and just going through your day, not thinking anything of it because you're not a bad person you're still going to fail. You are, your life is still going to move more and more towards a path of destruction because you're not feeding your brain the right types of things. That's big. That's so big. crazy, man. So, so crazy. anyway, all right, so look, we've been talking about mindset. Like I told you we were going to do it. Like I, I was just warning you and here we go, right? Because yep. the thing is like, yo, mindset is so important. People don't understand that when it comes to success, it really is like 90% mindset and it's like 10% skill set, yeah. right? And, and I like to also say, you know, your skill set can only take you as far as your mindset will allow you to go, right? Literally, we can give you every single tool, every single little trick that we got in the book. But if your mindset's off and your subconscious mind is not set at the success frequency and you're not able and ready to absorb that and, and ready to actually welcome in that success, if you're not actually ready, none of it will work for you. So I think this is kind of this is kind of a good way to kind of break in the mouthful of marketing um, podcast, man, because we got to get y'all's mind right. And, we're, and trust us, we're going to continue to do that every single week because we know if we can get your mindset right, then literally any tool or trick that we give you will work for you because, yeah. because 
it's it's just going to come in easy, right? So um, long story short, this year, if you want to be successful, man, you've got to find the things that move the needle in your business. And you got to do more of those things, double down, triple down, quadruple down on those things and start eliminating the things that you know have wasted your time in the past. Even if you're emotionally attached to those um, habits or to those routines, right? Business is not about emotion. Business is about data. Business is about statistical reasons to grow and, and, and ways to do things, right? It's not about opinion and emotion. And I think that's one reason why our business has been on an upward trajectory ever since we started it, because we make business decisions based off of data, yep. not off our emotion. We, we think we have, like, we can think we have the most amazing product or service in the world, but if we put it out and people don't rave about it, it's gone, yep. right? On to the next, you know what I mean? On to the next. So you have to do the same thing with your business. Like you have to learn how to be on to the next when something's not working for you, because all you're doing is draining your energy, wasting your money, and disappointing your family you know what i mean you went, the, you went to the family no that's that that's very yeah. true man like you you have to be sure that you are focused on the right things you know because ultimately that's what it's about y'all so that's that's what you need to do in order to make 2024 life-changing now there's a few different things specifically that we can get into to make your 2024 life-changing and i know bro you wanted to talk about uh content and, yeah. and, and making your content better so yeah go ahead and let them know let it, let them know about yeah. the content piece. Bro. Well, listen, I mean, this, this is just my, you know, quote unquote, new year's resolution. If you, if you want to call it that, but it was my resolution to create more social media content, more free content to just put out there for YouTube. So like IG, TikTok, whatever the next thing is. Right. And this is really big for me, right? I'm just being completely transparent with y'all. Cause I feel like I can do that. Um, and y'all won't judge me. Right. <laughs> but like, I'm a marketer and I understand how important content is. I understand, right? But at the same time, I was always of the mindset of like, yo, I understand creating content is important, but I'm not seeing the reason why I should continue to keep posting more content, right? I'm not seeing it actually attribute to my bottom line, right? Like how is this posting free content on my IG making me more money, right? And comment below if you guys have ever had that thought where you're like, man, I know I, I keep hearing I got to create content, create content, but it's like I'm posting all this content and it's not helping out my bank account, right? I had that mindset big time, but I had a couple mental shifts over the past few weeks and over a few past few months as well from just reading books, you know, um, watching new, different podcasts, learning different perspectives. And I want to share them with y'all. Why posting content is so important. It's actually a lot more important than I ever thought. Um, and, it, and it's so important that you can't actually even describe it fully because it has so many layers of importance. Really? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just so many layers to it, but I'll, I'll give you a couple. And, um, and I have my own, but I'll, I'll, I got this from one of Alex Hormozzi's books. And um, he actually, inside of his book, he talks about seven lessons that he learned from making content. If you don't know who Alex Hormozzi is, just just Google him. One of the goats, man. Honestly, he's one, one of the right, goats for sure. For sure. And his brand is really, and we've been following him for a couple of years now, yeah. but his brand's really blown up over this past like year or so, year or Which two. Reminds me, I'm going to jump back into that too. After you, you talk about that, like the reason why he's, he's blown up, but continue. Yes. Yes. So and in his book, which by the way, you should get it. We'll drop the link in the description so y'all can check that out. Um, it's a great lead generation book, but What's um, the name of the book for the, for the people, a, oh, hundred million dollar leads. 
hundred million dollar leads. It looks like this, right? And um, it's a it's a really good book. But so basically, uh, one of the reasons that he says is he says, well, they're lessons really, not reasons, but they're lessons. So he says, switch from how to to how I. This was big, right? So you, so, and this is especially for my for my course creators, my coaches, consultants, people out here, educators, right? We have a tendency to always talk about, hey, this is how I've built a seven-figure business. I'm sorry, or I'm sorry, this is, this is how you should build a seven-figure business or how to build a seven-figure business, right? But when you come from the how-to model, you kind of come off preachy a little bit, right? You're like preaching to people. You're kind of like telling people what they should do and you're like forcing your opinion on, onto them. But when you switch it from a how-to, uh, from a how-to to a how-I, then it completely changes the perspective, right? Because now all you're saying is how I've built a seven-figure business, how I create content with way less energy than normal or whatever it might be, right? Whatever, now, like, again, always take what we're saying and find ways to make it relevant mm -hmm. for you. But switching it from a how-to to a how-I is a great way for you to stop coming off so preachy and, and, and teachy and just come off from a place of like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You should you should check it out, and if if it, if it resonates with you, you can do it too, bro. That's genius, bro. Because because think about this: if you switch from a how to model to a how I model, now you're doing a couple of things. You're now removing that barrier of distrust that a lot of new people that see you have. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll be honest: yeah. like if I see a new person, a new so-called influencer that's crushing the game, and, and they're hitting me with just a bunch of how tos. I might not listen because I don't necessarily trust them yet, right? Yeah. But if I tell you how I helped this brand make $3 million this year, now all of a sudden, you as a, as, as a viewer, you're going to, to listen more because you see that it's something that we've already done, yes. right? So you're 100%. literally removing that barrier. It's also going to help you to convert more as well when you switch to that model. So I think that's a genius one. Bro. Yeah. And, and that one's not necessarily a reason. It's more of like a strategy that you guys should, should think about doing. And that's when that's going to be our strategy all year long. Right. And y'all will see it yep. as well. We're just going to be showing you guys what we're doing. Right. Not necessarily telling you what to do, but just telling you what we're doing. And hey, if it resonates with you, try it out. It's been working for us. You know what I mean? Um, another one is we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. Right. So we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. And what he's talking about in this little section right here is he's talking about your audience and how so many people, and this was my myself included, have this idea of, man, I keep talking about the same thing and I'm annoying my customers. I'm annoying my audience because I keep talking about the same exact thing over and over again. But the point of the, the, the point is, and the fact of the matter is, is when it comes to like these algorithms, social media algorithms, IG, TikTok, Facebook you're like your audience is only seeing probably on like on Instagram, for instance, you're seeing, your audience is only seeing like 5% or less uh, of your stuff. Or let me, let me put it to you this way. Only about 5% of your audience or less is actually seeing your posts on a regular basis. Right? So long story short, he talks about like how he surveyed his audience. Um, if, if he, cause he had been talking about his book, like every single day, multiple posts a day. And then he surveyed his audience and said, Hey, do you guys know I have a book coming out? And, um, and I, I can't find the actual percentage, but like a huge percentage of his audience didn't even know he had a book coming out. Yeah. Right. So it's like, in your mind, you're getting bored with the stuff that you're talking about. 
thinking that you're annoying your audience. But at the end of the day, most of the people aren't even seeing it, right? Yeah. So you got to kind of just like you got to buckle down and just keep talking about the stuff that is relevant to your audience. Um, because here he says, you'll get bored of your content before your whole audience even sees it. Mm, that's big. That's a big, that's a big one. So, so don't think, don't let that, you know, that mindset of like, oh, I'm annoying my customers with the same content stop you because most of them aren't even seeing it. Yeah, man. It's a thing. Even if they do see it though, still don't stop creating the same types of content because just because someone's seen your content one time does not mean that, that they're going to be paying enough attention to absorb it. Or they might have absorbed it, but the next time that they see it, they might absorb it differently. You know, you right. know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, that yeah, very, yeah. very important. And, and at the very least, you can always switch the perspective in which you're talking about it, right? You exactly. don't always have to say the same exact message, but find different ways to say it. You know, exactly. Um, it, it is important, you know, because it takes on average seven touch points for someone to make a buying decision with you. There's that rule, um, but there's other rules too. There's like, you know, people need to spend seven hours with you before they before they decide they actually trust you or not, right? So yeah. you need to you need to rack up the, that watch time with your audience, and um, and you need to do it the right way. So that was another one. This is a big one I too. Say, I want to say real quick yeah. is stop assuming that that people are going to understand you the first time that you say it. You know what I'm saying? Like like mm -hmm. never give people credit for intelligence that they don't possess, and that's a that's a big key Ooh. point when it comes to marketing. You like that one, right? Yeah, I've, I've been doing some research, bro. Bar, bro. You know, <laughs> um, but not for real. Like, never give people credit for intelligence they don't possess. And and essentially, what that's really saying is that yes, you can create millions of pieces of content. It could be the same types of content, but don't get bored with it. Get paid with it because these people are different people. And there's a quote that you always say, bro. Um, a man never steps in the same river twice, and it's very true. Like someone might be at a certain point in their journey, so they're absorbing something a little bit differently than they did when they heard it last year or mm -hmm. yesterday, you know? So it's very important not to just assume that, that people don't want to hear the content that you're talking about. Facts, bro. That's a, that was a big bar right there. Um, this, is, this one right here is, is more specifically, again, for my educators, my coaches, consultants. And uh, the principle is free content helps retain paying customers. This was one right here that knocked me almost out of my chair. I didn't think about it like this, right? But your free content actually helps retain your paying customers. And the way that that works is your free content actually, you know, will pull customers in or prospects in. And then they're like, they're so ready to buy with you or they're so, you know, um, into your stuff that they end up becoming customers, right? So then they become customers. But what those customers do is, yes, they, they will now consume your paid content. But what they also do, is they go off and they continue to consume your free content. Yeah. And the cool thing about this is that when they're consuming your free content, they're also watching it and they're implementing it. And if they implement some of your free content, they will actually attribute that success to your mentorship program. Ooh, wow. That part was huge for me. And it makes total sense because this is something that I've experienced as well right? We've invested in so many courses and so many mentorships at this point. And I've seen it time and time again, we will buy their course, buy their mentorship, and we'll implement the stuff. And it's, and it's great. But then I'll also find myself on their YouTube channel or on their IG watching their videos. And I might get a little gym that I might kind of link with something that I heard in their paid mentorship, right? And then put it two and two together. And I'm like, oh, 
I could do this. So then I go, if you use that strategy, I make more money and it was all from free content, but it didn't matter where I got the information from. That's the whole point. It didn't matter if, if the information came from free content or from paid content. I now attributed my success to that mentorship program because of the content that I got from them, whether it was free or paid. So remember this, if you're needing more motivation as to why should I post more free content, your customers, your actual paid customers are going to benefit from it as well. And they will attribute the success they're getting from that free content to your paid membership, which is going to help you get more testimonials, help you get more reviews. And that's going to accelerate your business like crazy. So that um, part, that part, that no. one was big for me, bro. No, that might that, be the biggest one for me. That's huge because you're so right, man. Sometimes, you know, we sit here and we, I mean, we've had conversations about it. Like we'll, we'll sit here and be like, yo, is this, is this content even working? Are we even creating like the right types of content? But then when we think about it and we start reading and seeing what, what these other marketers are doing and how they're, they're retaining their customers, it really makes perfect sense. When we think about how we actually retain our mentors content or, or, or teaching methods, it's because once, for instance, like once we jumped into Myron's inner circle and a little bit before that too, we were on his YouTube, but once we jumped in, it was Myron city out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was everything <laughs> Myron, everything Myron. Yeah. But it's because we know that he's one of the goats. He's one of the world's best at, at selling from stage and a lot of other things. So we, we tapped into all of his other content even more so. So that goes for you too, as a coach or a business owner, create content. Don't discount your, your knowledge. Don't discount your ability to, to just show people simply what it is that you're doing, because believe it or not, that helps a lot of people get across that hurdle or jump over that hurdle when it comes to growing their business too. So that's yeah, another and, point, and another one that this isn't necessarily in this book, but another one, another like principle that I've realized about content is free content is that it will increase the effectiveness of everything that you do. It really will. Right. And, and I'll explain it to you like this. Think about it. Like you're doing a webinar and somebody's like interested in actually buying the thing that you're selling on the webinar. So then while you're, while they're on their webinar, they're like, ah, oh, let me go check out their IG real quick. Just see what, what's been going on. They go to your IG and they don't, and it's like a desert. You haven't posted in like six months and the videos that you have gotten are, they got like five views, right? Now in, in, in the prospect's mind, you're not validated. You're not an authority in your space, right? So they don't feel natural. Naturally, they don't feel as comfortable investing with you. Even if, here's the thing, even if you are the best at what you do. That doesn't matter if you could be the best at what you do, but if your social media doesn't reflect that, you will lose out on sales, right? Same thing with emails. You send off an email blast. People are thinking about buying your stuff or booking a call with you. So they go do a quick little check on you and it's desert city. Well, then they're gonna be like, yo, I'm not working with this person. They, like, they're not even real. Like this isn't even, you know what I mean? Um, so it's gonna, it's gonna increase the effectiveness of everything you do. It's gonna allow you to, and further benefits, further reasons, if you need some, um, it's going to allow you to get way more leverage in your business. Meaning if you want to start doing more strategic partnerships with people who are on a higher level than you trust and believe they are going to be looking at your stuff. Mm. And if your social media is, is low or it's not engaged, or you don't have an actual following of some sort, then they're, they're just going to discount you and they're not going to work with you. Right? So that's another reason. And, um, but here, here's the other thing I want you to know about, about free content is that, and how it attributes to sales, right? Remember this, it's difficult to track, but it's easy to see. Mm. 
That's a bar, bro. That's so, a bar. So think about it like this. It's difficult to track, but it's easy to see. And what I mean by that is it is difficult to track, right? If you if you're making sales, it's almost impossible for you to actually attribute, yo, which video is the one that actually made them buy? You know what can't, I mean? Can't pixel everything out here. Nah, you can't. So it's like, it's very difficult to track which piece of content actually pushed people over the edge and made them buy, but it's easy to see. And, and what I mean by that is you can even do a test if you want to, because we've done this, right? Do a test where you're out here doing webinars, emails, doing a bunch of stuff, trying to push your brand and don't post any social media content and just see how it goes. And then flip the switch and start doing the same exact thing, but now just add posting content every single day onto your feed and see what happens. I can almost guarantee you, if, if you don't change the way that you're doing the webinars and the sales and stuff like that, and you just start posting more, your sales will go up, mm -hmm. right? And it's because people are checking you. They're going, they're, they're looking at your feed. They're looking at your content. They're getting pre-indoctrinated before they get on a webinar with you, whatever it might be, yeah. right? So and, many reasons, man. And, so. and think about this too, like, like we live in such a fast paced society and people love to just consume. Uh, literally people are zombies out here. They're on TikTok and they're aimlessly scrolling. They love to consume. Now, if, if someone comes across your social media and they don't see anything and you're not showing up in their feed when they're scrolling, then they're going to forget that you are actually even in business to be completely mm. real with you. They're going to forget that you're actually out here doing your thing and it's because you're not posting content. But what content allows you to do is it allows you to stay hip to all the trending topics, stay in that person's view, in that person's eyeball so that they know that you're actually out here and it allows you to honestly showcase you know what I'm saying? It allows you to showcase your knowledge on a daily basis and it becomes fun to create content. It really does. Do that. Yeah. And another thing is when you create content, one thing that we found with, with ads, especially Facebook ads, is that when you create content consistently, you begin to see the cost of your ads a little bit cheaper. Meaning that the cost, the, the amount that it costs to get a thousand people to actually see your ad becomes lower. Mm -hmm. which allows you to retain more money and spend more money on ads and, and reach more people. So, I mean, that's a fact. That's, and well, not a lot of people know that, um, yeah. but it's true. Your CPMs do go down. So for all my advanced head out there, your CPMs go down, your cost goes down when you post free content. We've tested it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, because remember social, like Facebook's a social platform before it's a paid advertising platform. So right. Facebook wants you to keep their customers on the platform. And if you do that, they will reward you with cheaper reach. So yep. that's crazy, that's man. Right. So actually, um, look, guys, this is the this is just the first episode, yeah. right? Um, we're just getting we're just getting warmed up at this point. So we're gonna continue to keep busting y'all over the head with just marketing stuff. Not only just not only just the stuff that we know, but like trends, um, news, updates, things that are going on in the industry. Um, yeah. But I also want y'all to comment below what type of content or what type of topics do y'all want us to talk about? Right? Is there something that's been itching? at you like you know you just really want to learn about like drop it in the comments below and we'll do episodes on it right? if, it's, if it's something that we actually you know can specialize in and, and, and then here's the thing it doesn't have to be like strictly business oriented or oriented like we just did a video on the top marketers of 2024 and there was a bunch of artists on there pop stars mm -hmm. on there because we we literally literally view the world in a different way being marketers we view the world and we say yo that was pretty dope what they did 
Let, let's reverse engineer that and see how they actually accomplished that and made that type of money. So, you know, all of those things are very important. So I don't care what it is, like drop it in the matter. comments and let us know. And it speaking of which, before we get out of here, we like to always end Mouthful of Marketing. This is going to be one of the things that we do. We're, we're going to touch on some, some things that caught our eye this week in marketing, you know, as we were doing some, some research. And, and the first thing that really caught my eye, bro, was this article I read uh, about YouTube Shorts. Uh, and I don't know how many of y'all are actually using YouTube Shorts right now for, for your content, but it's definitely a place where you want to go because they are in competition with TikTok. Now, as you know, we're, we're, we're big proponents of using Facebook ads and TikTok ads, right? We don't, really, we don't really dabble too much into YouTube ads because to us, like Facebook and TikTok honestly are, are the goats when it comes to paid, paid advertising. But I was reading this article and it was really interesting to me, bro, because what it said was that YouTube shorts ads are 46% cheaper than TikTok ads. And that's huge as a marketer because what that allows you to do is that allows you to reach more eyeballs while spending less money, mm. right? And another thing the article said too was that YouTube shorts ads also retained the viewer longer. So what that means essentially is that people that are consuming these YouTube shorts ads are watching the video for a longer period of time. And I think the reason yeah. why is because your YouTube audience is a very different audience than that, excuse me, than TikTok or Facebook. It's a very different audience. Most people that are on the YouTube platform are on the YouTube platform because they like to watch longer videos. So to me, that yeah. makes perfect sense why someone would watch a YouTube short ad longer than a TikTok yeah, ad. Yeah, so my first initial, well, two thoughts mm -hmm. or questions would be, first thing is I'm, I'm wondering about the targeting, right? Like how powerful is the targeting? Mm -hmm. You know, because that's one thing that I don't know if Facebook and Instagram can can be beat when it comes to the targeting. It's, it's so powerful. Um, and I know it's something, you know, with TikTok, it's, it's kind of starting to get better because they're starting to get more data and stuff like that. I wonder how the YouTube shorts uh, targeting is because I know from us, like at least a lot of from experience, you know, a lot of our ads and stuff like that will bring in not ads, but um, free content sometimes will bring in customers that weren't necessarily our avatar or not even the same country as us. It'll be kind of like all over the place. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever had that experience, but we definitely get that. Um, but that's that I'm less concerned about that. The one thing I am concerned about is I don't know if you guys have ever heard of people growing their YouTube channels and exploding and then they start to run ads on that channel and then and then the actual organic views start to go down mm -hmm. so i wonder and i don't know if anybody who is watching this right now has experience with this um let us know if you start to run sh youtube shorts as ads will it also start to you know diminish your your organic content that's that's a good question bro um i don't know the answer to that but the article what the article said was typically when you're running youtube ads and, and you're selecting the placements that you want that you want the ad to go to, meaning like I want it to go to um, long form video content, or I want the ad to show up on this particular video, or I want it to be uh, an in stream ad. You know, all these different all these different ads that you can do on YouTube. One thing that they said they allowed these people to do is just simply single out just YouTube Shorts. So when they're going to to when they're going to YouTube and they're saying, Hey YouTube, here's who I want to see my ad. They simply just selected the YouTube short as a placement 
and let it run like that. And I don't know for sure, but I don't, I don't think that was a thing before running YouTube ads. I don't think that you could just single out a YouTube short, but with okay. these particular marketers, they allowed them to do that. And that's when they were mm -hmm. seeing the results. It's when they were able to single it out. Yeah. Which, you, you know, well, it makes sense though, because yeah. if you think about the success of TikTok ads, like we've had conversations, like TikTok ads are definitely a lot cheaper. It makes mm -hmm. sense that YouTube shorts would also be cheap because it is short form content. You, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, definitely drop in the comments and let us know your opinion on that. I think that that's really good. And the reason I brought this up is because YouTube shorts might be an avenue that you want to think about running ads towards because you are able to gain eyeballs for the low. Right. For, facts, for facts. And the other thing is, too, you don't know how long it's going to stay cheap. Yep. You know, and I think that's the other part to it is like whenever you see like a new social media platform come out with an advertising feature, you probably want to jump on it like fast because as soon as someone, as soon as a social media platform releases a new feature, it's like the floodgates are wide open, yep. right? They don't gate anything. It's just like, that's why when a new social media platform comes out, you're getting like a hundred percent reach, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you're going viral, you know, and then slowly but surely they start to sh they shut the gate on you. You know what I mean? So that might be happening with YouTube Shorts as well. I'm, I'm almost positive that it will happen. Um, so yeah, man, that might be something that we we want to tap into too. You know, for real. Check it out. But nonetheless, that was that was something that caught my eye. And and then one more thing. This is actually pretty funny. So I I wanted to bring this up, man. There's this app um, on the App Store, and it became the number one most downloaded app on the App Store in the month of November. And just so you know, like app data comes out slowly. So this is a, a new article, but the but the um, th this happened in November. It became the number one most downloaded app in the App Store, but the app was created about 13 years ago, and it hasn't been updated in seven years. It's been seven years since since the app's been updated, which means mm -hmm. the guy probably created the app and then forgot about it, right? And it's a it's a coloring book app. Now. Here's the teaching lesson in this, right? As of Thursday, I believe, of that particular week, the app for the month had 15 downloads. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the app gained 1.2 million downloads in a weekend. What? 1.2 million <laughs> downloads in a weekend, bro, right? And, and you're thinking to yourself like, yo, how, how is that possible? And it's possible because someone on TikTok found the coloring book app. I'm about to say, he wasn't doing any like marketing or no, nothing? No, he wasn't doing anything. He, for, he, it was a dormant app pretty much. Like people were downloading it. Another thing though that, that, that helped the app, and I'll get into this more in a second, is that inside of the app's title, it had free in the title of the app. Now the app store doesn't allow you to put free in the title. So because mm -hmm. he didn't update it, he didn't get, get stuck with those particular rules. So now someone on TikTok creates a viral video and then other people start creating viral videos on coloring books. So what's the first thing that people do when they see a viral video about coloring books? They go to the app store and they look for coloring book apps. Now the, the content that people were creating, they weren't creating content on his particular coloring book, but because he had the words free in, his, in the app, people were more drawn to that particular app and he got 1.2 million downloads, made a bunch of money with it, could have made more uh, if he was still, still staying up to date with it. But that's insane, bro. It, it really is, bro. And the, the lesson in that to me was like, yo, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if, 
it, for instance, like if you're a business owner and you say you want to make a million dollars this year, let's just say, right? The first thing that we ask, anytime we're on the phone, bro, right? The first thing that we ask these people is, okay, you got all these aspirations. You got all this, all this, these things that you want, but could you handle that? Are you truly ready for that? Right? So ultimately what you have to do is you have to, you have to get ready before you even see the, the, the results coming to you. You have to have that faith that, that the results are going to come and you have to get ready for the tsunami that's about to come to your business. Cause this guy was, and he might not have even known it, but this guy was, he had something online that, that people downloaded just not very frequently. And then one day magically some miraculous thing happens and he gets 1.2 million downloads in a weekend and becomes the top downloaded app in the U S that could Yo, happen. And just, if you think about it, just the act of you getting ready, you are now telling the universe or God or whatever you believe in, you're telling the universe that you're ready for success by getting ready. And, and what, was it, what does it mean to get ready? Well, have your social media stuff ready, right? Have a link in your bio, have an optimized page to send people to, right? Have automation set up on the back end so when people don't buy the first time, they're getting hit with email sequences and then buying later on, right? That's quote unquote getting ready. That's, that's being ready. And, and when you get ready like that, you're putting that out into the universe. Now, like now you at least have the opportunity for, for those things to happen to you. But by you not even being ready, what you're saying is that I'm not ready for success. So by you not having the, the software is up to date, like, you know, with all your email marketing, text marketing, if you, if you don't have your link and bio kind of stuff, ready, If you don't have automation set up on the back end, if you're not using AI to your advantage, if you're not doing that stuff and you're not being ready, then you're basically telling the world, telling the God, God, the universe, whatever you believe in that you're not ready for success. So don't be surprised when you're not successful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro. And this guy right here was ready. Um, and then, and that's the other thing too, is like, yo, you never know when it's going to pop off. You never know. You never right know place, when right it's time. Pop off. Like we just had a student maybe a month or two ago, brand new to social media, came into our mentorship program, opened up a TikTok channel. To, like literally, I don't know if it was a month or a month and a half, but one of those, he, he ended up creating a video that got over 2 million views on TikTok. Yo. And, and, and by oh. the way, if you're watching, bro, comment below so people know we ain't lying. Yep. Right? <laughs> shout out to Jose. Shout out to Jose. Shout out to Jose. Anyway, y'all, this has been episode one of the Mouseful of Marketing podcast. First of all, we hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to continue to bring you these every single week, so hold us accountable. With that being said, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Be sure to download this on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. Be sure to download this as well. And we will see you in the next one.